Welcome to the Dig Endurance Podcast, where we are all about digging deep and discovering the power of emotional resilience. I'm Aaron, and I'm joined by my brother, Sean. As endurance athletes and business owners, we have learned a thing or two about facing and overcoming adversity. We are here to share inspiring stories from our guests that will help you to find that inner strength when you feel like you are running on empty. Are you ready? Let's dig in. Welcome everyone, Dig Endurance Podcast, another great episode. We have Christian Brown Johnson with us. Yes, he actually just did the Ironman World Championships in France. Uh, it was the first men's only race in France. Um, we're gonna hear about it today. Hmm. But Christian, tell us a little about yourself. Like, where are you from? Where were you raised? Um, and, and you know, we'll lead into kind of where you're at today. Yeah, so I was born in, well, born in Merced, raised in Madeira, been there my whole life. And, um, yeah, I mean, I really haven't gone anywhere else. I've uh, just been here the whole time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. The just Central sort of, Valley will just, do that. It'll suck you in. The yeah. Fresno vacuum is what suck we like me, to call suck it. me back. Yeah, Aaron tried yeah. to Aaron <laughs> tried to leave it. It sucked him right back in. I love it though. Yeah. I love the Central Valley. I mean, I say it sucked me back, but I was happy to come back. Yeah, it's a good area. And I always tell people when I leave and ask me where I'm from, I say California, and everyone expects L.A. or San Fran. I say no, we're right in the middle. Where you really don't know what's there, but I'm two hours from the beach and an hour from the mountains, so it's perfect. But there's like tons of people here. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not as popular mm. of a place. It's yeah. It is weird. It is yeah. a very weird thing. Um, okay, so born and raised here. You've been here your whole life. Yep. Obviously, you do tons of events, endurance events. Is that your focus? Always endurance. Yeah. Do you do anything shorter? No, uh, I started doing CrossFit when I was 19, and I was really addicted to that for years. How old are you right now? Uh, 28. 28. Okay, yeah. keep going. Yeah, so from that, um, started doing Tough Mudders when I was 18, and just did those for fun. I just thought it was so cool, such a awesome event, awesome community, and my uncle actually did them with me for years, and we were just addicted to them. You know, we'd, <laughs> we'd go and run them, and we, we became a part of this big community, and it was just a blast. So... Um, yeah, from there, I just started jumping around doing bigger and bigger events and just getting really competitive and focusing on that. So that's tough. Miners are fun. I've done, I've, yeah. I've, done a, I've done a few. They, they were really good um, when they first started. And then like the last one I did, I did in Florida in 2016. They, they started changing it to where you basically like doubled the like the course which became kind of yeah. lame honestly the first one i did was like in nevada and it was flipping amazing yeah it was epic and is it that was the this... one that had the shocking chords or no yeah oh yeah those shocked yes. the crap out of you <laughs> I remember yeah. I, that was probably my, that was probably my least favorite part but like yeah over, when they first built out the course as like a true you know one time through massive 13 mile course or whatever that was awesome then as i was doing them they kind of started watering them down and i needed I needed my my adrenaline elsewhere. Yeah. So yeah, but they are fun though. That's a fun experience. Yeah, they're supposed to be going back to the traditional uh, race distance okay. this next year because they they went from a ten mile um, down to they switched it to like a fifteen k and a five k, and then they even had a shorter one. So it was just a, a kind of a cluster out there. But they're going back to the OG ten mile. Yeah. That's it. This yeah. is tough mudder. This is who we are. That's that. Uh, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. I, I mean, I've done Tough Mudders, I've done Spartans. I, I would I would rate the Spartans as um, more physically challenging and like more organized and fulfilling than the Tough Mudders. You've done yeah. Spartans before? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, they're great. I wasn't sure. They're fun. They, uh, they integrate more of like the obstacle course and I think more of the strength. Um, mm -hmm. I think Tough Mudder is more like, kind of like the electric shock stuff. It's more like... <laughs> 
like how coming and laughing torture yeah <laughs> oh, uh, yeah almost like how torturous or a little more extreme can we be in certain ways like which is fine but yeah i enjoy more of the physicality of it but yeah, yeah 100%. They're, they're fun races they're fun that sounds fun to do it with like a spouse or something yeah yeah, yeah, it is. Watch them get shocked. Spartan, though. Thoroughly enjoy Spartan. that. Spartan oh, yeah. has, like, a full series where I think you can do, like, even up to marathon distance, you can do a Spartan, which Spartan. I've never done, but, um, <laughs> like, that sounds... I mean, sounds like a long A marathon's intense enough, let alone throwing in, I don't even know how many obstacles would be in a full marathon yeah. Spartan, but... So, have you heard of World's Toughest Mudder? No. So, that's a 24-hour version of Tough Mudder. <laughs> That sounds not I'm fun. good. So I've done, <laughs> I believe I've done eight of them up to this point. Oh my or, or this year in, in November will be my eighth. Oh, my gosh. So it's a five-mile loop, and there's 20, they usually have 20 to 25 obstacles every lap. So you start at noon on Saturday, and you end at noon on Sunday, and you go as far as you can. And usually you end up in a wetsuit at night, depending on where they have it, um, because suit. it's so cold. And every obstacle has water, so you're wet the whole time. What kind of uh, wetsuit? Like the ones we wear in an Ironman, or like uh, a, or like a surfer? It depends. I've out. They had it out in Georgia for uh, was it two two it's years? Always like out rural range. Yeah, and it was so cold. Um, I mean, it was down in like the the teens. I'd say that I had a full full like three five wetsuit on with a windbreaker, everything. <laughs> And I was, Sounds I fun. was getting in hypothermia. Yeah, I mean, it was so, yeah. Get getting that. shocked. Yeah. Super fun. Yeah. <laughs> there's some things. That sounds terrible. I mean, listen, I'm not, I'm not oh, it's, it's a blast. <laughs> there's, there's some things that I hear like that. And I'm just like, no. Yeah. yeah the no. Iron Man distance <laughs> is like, that's dark enough. It's uh -huh. plenty dark. I don't need cold water like, creating hypothermia. And stuff. Oh, like, amps are cool. Yeah. Blackouts are cool. Yeah. Have you done Indian Wells? No, no. Like that water's cold. That's I'm good with that. That's yeah. it. That's enough torture for me. I just I'd rather just have my legs hurt the rest of the day and my head hurt. You yeah. know what I mean? No, when you when you walk away from a world's <laughs> toughest mudder, you're you're really not walking after okay, that. So, so, <laughs> so tell us about that. So what 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 was your best one? Uh, in twenty twenty one I did a hundred miles. Um, so I, I'd be right now there's hours. only fifteen people in the world, or roughly around fifteen people in the world that have ever done a hundred miles or more. At a world's toughest mudder, so they've been doing it for ten years, and uh, it—I mean, just unreal. There's like two thousand people that show up to do this event, and you'll get people that are just you know normal people that just want to come challenge themselves. Uh, you'll get people out there that'll help on the obstacles, and you'll get like real athletes, a lot of Spartan athletes too, that show up and just try to dominate. So it's it's an awesome event. Interesting. That's a. Would you just like throw a tent out there, like a, your little support? Yeah. So tent they have stop when you want. They have a whole pit area, so that's between the start and finish. They have a, a section that you'll run through, and uh, if you're on the elite list, you get a pit spot up front. So your pit crew can come out there, and you run by and grab what you need and just take off going. Okay. And, and to get a hundred miles, you cannot stop. Like. Your pit times need to be two minutes or less. Yeah, so you're constantly miles, moving. 100 miles in an ultra marathon or an ultra trail race mm -hmm. is in 24 hours is like yeah. it's fast. So I don't know. I, just like pound yeah, a sandwich yeah. in two minutes or what? Like just keep uh, moving? Lo lots of liquid, going? rice, rice with honey and peanut butter, oatmeal, stuff like that. <laughs> and just you, you take take some stuff with you. Huh. Like spring, spring energies work really well. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm impressed. Wow. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm impressed. That's very impressive. Um, okay, so you're 18, 19, 20. You're starting to do some tough mutters. Mm -hmm. Then what? So from there, like I was saying, my uncle did him with me. Okay. Uh, he ended up getting injured at one event. Then after that, his wife wasn't too happy with him. So was it a he, bad injury? 
Yeah, he smacked his face on one of the obstacles and shoved his front teeth into oh. into his face and all that good stuff. So after that, he decided to take a step back, and then I kept doing them, and that's kind of when I got competitive. And they started doing um, eight-hour events overnight, and then they obviously still had the world's toughest mutter, which up to that point I had done a couple. My first few, I had only done 50 miles. I mean, that was like a goal of mine. Like, let's go out here and do 50 miles as we were watching elite athletes do 100. I, I remember telling myself the first event I did, I was I was 20 when I did the first WTM, World's Toughest Mudder. And I watched a guy do 100 miles, Ryan Atkins. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Uh -uh. Uh, he's from Canada. He's just awesome OCR athlete and runner. And uh, he did 100 miles. And I remember saying that. I don't even know how that's possible. Like yeah, it, that's, it doesn't. It doesn't make like sense. Like I said, without obstacles, that's fast. Yeah. yeah. Like, like top, top fast. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't. Uh, yeah. That's. So so then over the over the years, as they released new endurance events, I started doing them and becoming more and more competitive. Started taking it seriously, and then finally in 2021, I hit my goal of 100. Um, and actually, before that, take a step back here a little bit. In 2019 is when I started doing uh, Olympic triathlons. Okay. Just to kind of mix some things up, I did my first 100 mile ultra uh, in Reedley in in uh, 2019. In Reedley? Yeah, the, oh. the Silver Moon 100. Oh, cool. It's a two, okay. two mile loop around a farm, just completely flat. <laughs> I've seen those. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. You did two miles around a farm for 100 miles? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Let's throw, <laughs> <laughs> throw stuff on that, like, on your <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was thinking, I was like, Reedley has 100K, and then you're like, two miles around a farm. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. That, that makes sense. That because all there is harder. is, I'm pretty sure, like, oh, farms yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I'm done. I mean, yeah, you get farm. to lap 50. It's just. See, if I'm doing yeah. something like that, I'm like, running through like scenic colorado yeah or, like yosemite i need like i don't know i i have to i can't have the same scenery yeah. like repeat for 50 miles that or mentally 50 laps. I, can't, I can't do that that's crazy good for you i mean wow well, thank you <laughs> yes you know me mentally it, it sucks <laughs> I, I seem to gravitate towards a lot of things that suck mentally. That's, that's, I'm, I'm that's the whole so point of bringing you on today. <laughs> I, Tell I, us about I, what sucks mentally and why you're doing it. It helps you. That's yeah. There you go. You just hit the yeah. nail on the head. It's, uh, there was a quote I, I saw recently. It said something about struggle will fill, uh, fill a man's heart. Absolutely. Um, and to me, like th that quote really stood out because I've always wondered really deep down inside why why I've always been attracted to these races and just going out there and destroying my body and you know the physical challenge and I think it's it's that like I feel fulfilled when I when I finish these yeah entirely I, th I think yeah. it's um like in a physical <clears throat> in a physical way um Sean and I've talked about this before I mean you definitely seek out uh more extreme <laughs> outlets than what I do but he's got but but, but to me it's like um like last year I hit a good PR for me for the, you know, my best ever and a half marathon, which feels yeah. great. But like you give it a week and after like feeling great, you're just like, I got to do it somewhere yeah. else. Like that's just, that's like, it's an itch. You yeah. got to scratch it. And it's, it's, and it is good. It's like, I feel like if I'm not chasing that somehow in some physical outlet, typically running of some kind and maybe, maybe even, you know, uh, triathlon. Um, I don't know. It's just like, just the uh, the process of pushing yourself to try to do something you haven't done. Yeah, it it is. Uh, yeah, I the struggle is good. It's it's yeah. something. It's like it, it's it's yeah. it's the chase, I guess. You know. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, always chasing something. Yeah. And like you said, you know, when you finished, you had that high, and yeah. then you asked yourself, what's next? Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like that always happens. After an Ironman, that's for me. I'm like, I feel good for about a day or two. Everyone jokes about it. It's such a cliche thing. And then you're just kind of like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I need another journey now. Like, what am I going to do? Like, it's it works not, fun, but no. And then yeah. it's life's fun, but no. Yeah, you <laughs> need something. It's, it's, it's also like when I feel like I hit my time or I hit my goal, and then Sean sometimes gets upset with me for doing this, but like, then I see the other people's times. Like you feel yeah. pretty good all, all the time. Yeah, you're like, you're like, you're like, you're like, oh yes, I broke one, you know, hour thirty, and I'm pretty good now. And then you see the other times, and you're like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for an hour twenty-five now, <laughs> uh-huh. because there's always someone that's faster. Maybe not always. in your case, but in no, my case, there's always there's always someone that's not faster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that adds to it for me too. It's like, okay, crap. If they can, and then, and then the other like humbling thing is almost always they're older than me. Like mm-hmm. I'm 37 now, and so like all inevitably there's like a good handful of like 43 year olds. Like the like, Ted Albertsons, right? Oh, yeah. They're, they're, like, running, they're like running <laughs> sub 620, and I'm just like, oh, crap. Like okay, yeah. I can do better. I can do more. You know. Anyway. Yeah, it's that's, always always a chase. That stuff is a good me. thing. Yeah, it drives. Okay, me. so. Where were we at? He so he was, he finished. So he did the Tough Mudder events. Started with that. Then he ran uh, the No, no, no. Hold on. He ran a hundred miles around a barn. Um, <laughs> around a barn. So he's doing these events, and then we're right? trying to figure out how you. How I, I've you, been my own therapist this whole time. <laughs> it's rough. We're trying to figure out how you arrived at, uh, you know, I don't know, triathlon or other races. That you know, what was your journey to getting, you know, doing more. So I don't really know why I got into triathlons. I remember I bought a road bike, just a simple road bike in 2019. Um, I remember three months after I bought that, I signed up for the Climb to Kaiser and did the Climb to Kaiser hmm. and finished it. Oh, crappy, yeah. crappy time. But What year? In, it- in 19. So you really, you only started a few years ago. I mean, you're pretty fresh getting yeah. going on it. Yeah, yeah for triathlons. And um, okay, my fir- first one was Bass, no, Climb to Kaiser. Do you <laughs> know what Climb to Kaiser is? I do, yeah. It's like 160 miles, 15,000. I did it with Lundy. It took okay. Us, it took us, for, I don't even know how we did it, to be quite frankly. I don't There's another yeah. one you have That's to like do in Colorado that levels with that one. Uh-huh. It's called the Triple Bypass. I, I think it I've heard of that. It takes you through like Evergreen. And, it takes you through yeah. like Evergreen and Avon. Um and there's one other uh, veil. Yeah. And uh, the like max, uh, the peak at each point. So that's triple bypass because it's like there's three different. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and each one is like almost 15,000 feet of elevation at wow. each point. And it's over 120 miles. That's awesome. So it's, that's, I haven't done climb to Kaiser, but I did that one and that took me all day. Yeah. My time also wasn't great, but uh, it's beautiful, but it's flipping. Yeah. Most people Hard. don't go for times in like Kaiser. And no, that kind of everyone's yeah. like stopping we at every chill peak and, and like lifting pasta. their bike. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I was just trying to survive. That's a tough ride, though. <laughs> That's still impressive. <laughs> so you bought the bike and you like registered for it, like yeah, two like weeks right after. <laughs> I, I think what? I had done. I think That's I had. Said, yeah. done, well, I bought I bought my bike and literally three months later I did the climb to Kaiser. But I think before that I did my first Olympic trial, which was Bass Lake, um, and then after that, after climb to Kaiser, I just started doing some local tries just to throw mix in with obstacle course racing and running. Yeah. If this is not proof that any type of cross activity crosses over into other activities, mm-hmm. I don't know what mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, people just do not That's... realize how much 
any sort of hybrid anything yeah. crosses into anything. Yeah. Like you can pretty much not lose. I, I, you know, he's a big example of this as well. Coming off an injury, I did all these bike workouts for him. He was, he was just like, is this going to work? I'm like, trust me. I'm doing yeah. way more bike training than I ever have for yeah. um, like a marathon regimen. And I was, yeah, I was very concerned about that because uh, I just wasn't sure if I know that from a cardio standpoint, obviously, it makes mm. sense to me. I was concerned about, like, feet on the ground, like mm. actual miles, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, to Sean's credit, uh, the plans, he integrates a good bit of probably at least two days a week where it's, like, a legit, you know, uh, spin or, a, you know, like, a, what do you call it? What, what's the workouts with, like, Everything. the overgearing, overgearing, power overgearing mm-hmm. workouts? Just anything. Yeah. Um, and um, so far, I'm, I've been able to, you know, track pretty well, which – but I also not only – so I went from kind of like um, questioning the the hybrid approach or the the cross training to like honestly I prefer it yeah because it gives my body uh, like a break like this morning I had no over, impact I, I had an yeah. over I had an overgear workout for an hour and eight minutes and I still you still get the you know the push and the and the burn but it but yeah it, your body it almost like is recovery for your legs on those mm-hmm. days in a way i mean i'm sure i'm not teaching you anything i'm, I'm saying for me it's, yeah no, it's just, it's just been it's just been a good it's just been a good realization <laughs> for uh realizing that there's that that approach too and i i've actually come to i, I actually want to stick to that mm-hmm. honestly it's been nice so anyway i think that's what yeah you're getting no at. it's it's definitely a good approach yeah that's what i've been doing the past couple of years i i got on with nvdm coaching two years ago with oh, natasha okay. vandermeer yeah um that's uh nick bear isn't that nick bear yeah nick so bear. that's how i found her uh yeah. nick bear's video and i reached out to her and she had just started nvdm and uh we had a talk and jumped on with her and i've been with her ever since so she's definitely helped guide me through you know, she did Nick Bear's triathlon. She coached him for this. He was doing okay. like all the Ironman stuff. Remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I follow Nick Bear a lot. Yeah. I like Nick Bear. Yeah, yeah he's he's, he's a stuff. stud. Yeah, he is. That guy just jumps around. His okay. <laughs> I'm gonna do a bodybuilding show, yeah. and I'm gonna run a sub 2:45. Yeah, he's working on a marathon right now. I think. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. He's like, I'm just gonna run back into the marathon again because yeah. yeah. he wasn't doing. He was um, bodybuilding. Yeah. Like, six months. Ago. I don't even. Yeah. Know, I can't even keep up. I yeah. see him every here and there, and I'm like, okay, bodybuilding. Iron Man, but, I mean, yeah. no different than you. Really. For a guy with that much muscle mass, though, to move the it's way he moves huge. is is impressive. Yeah. It's beyond impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even have an explanation for that. No, one. me either. It's an anomaly. Yeah. So she coaches you now. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. Yeah, cool. she's been been fantastic. You know, we we talk on the phone all the time. And all she's, of her athletes have great results. Yeah. You see him everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Arizona, I always see him in Arizona. So when did yeah. you reach out to her, like for your first, your uh, first real? It was, it was about two a little over two years ago and i just said hey i want i want you to train me for an ironman races and i also do these 24-hour runs and ultras and stuff and she said okay well let's let's see what we can figure out and you know she's not much of a strict or specific running coach but she's got a lot of other good coaches in the group that help her out with that kind of stuff but as far as when it comes to ironman um, you know, for leading up to Texas this year, she put me on a four month training block. And then after that, another four month training block for worlds. Um, so what were yeah. you hitting for hours on the, like in the last four to five weeks of your block? 20 hour weeks Perfect. around yeah. there, just a struggle Life right there. Yeah. It's, it's a struggle. It. Yeah, the whole thing. time job. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> to me, it felt like a full-time job. I, I run an ag services business and do real estate. So for me, it's like, yeah, yeah, just long, long days, lots of work, lots of jumping around, and I, I always hit a point. Kid, do you have kids yet? No, okay. No, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm engaged. I'm getting married next year. Okay. But no, no, it's okay. coming. Yeah, yeah. The, the 
I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I respect it, but then the the wrinkle will come. See, we're about we've got about ten years on you. Yeah. So then the, the wrinkle comes Clearly. when you add when you add a. No, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it disrespectfully. I'm just saying yeah, that it it changes when you throw a little couple little bodies in the mix oh, yeah. that yeah. you're trying to raise and go to all their events, and you've got work, and you've got you know your yeah. twenty hour regimen you're trying to maintain, and basically he's better at it than me. If you're not up by 3.30 in the morning, uh, good luck. Because yeah. uh, after that, it's, there's just, it's too much. There's well, too my much wife, going on. My wife knows not to question. Like, it's my Saturday, not yours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go ride for seven hours. So <laughs> She knows, too, if I'm like, I can have a six-hour ride and an hour run. She's like, you're leaving at six. So let's see, six plus one, seven hours. So that takes you always an extra five. So we'll be back at like six tonight. Yeah. yeah sounds about right. Yeah. yeah, that's what it takes, though. Because we always thought, you know, it's just, it just takes longer. I don't know how to explain. It yeah. just does. So I, what's next if you're back, if you just finished, had France went well? Yeah, it, it went well. Yeah. It was an incredible experience. Oh, cool. So going into it, I didn't really have any major goals. It was just, to me. That's the best way I'm to in do France it. doing a full Yeah. Well, well what's funny so is last cool. year, well, towards the end of last year, I bought my first TT bike. And mm. um, the guy I bought it from, I don't even know who he is, but he had gone to Kona with this bike and stuff like that. So I told my coach, hey, this, this bike's been to Worlds. She said, well, we're going to get you there. So a year later, here I am going to France with this bike. And just it, it's super surreal. That's awesome. Um, but my, a big goal that I had for that race was to run a sub three, which I had prepped for. I'm, you know, Like I said, I'm, I'm more of a runner, so I always shine at the run. But the yeah, it was it was a struggle. That's I, I, yeah, I like climbing eight or nine thousand feet yeah. on the bike is a big deal before. Yeah, uh, it or was. Was it more than that? I don't even it, know. What it, it was eight thousand feet. So so the swim that you were the, trying to clear the three hour the three hour run within the within the full is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So in Texas, over eight thousand feet I'm, of climbing. I'm just trying to clear three oh five in the two cities next month, bro. So good for you. you got it, man. <laughs> so in Texas, I ran. I think it was a three ten, um, in, in Texas. So that's why I made up all my time because my swim. Uh -huh. I suck at swimming. My bike at that time was uh, that's like a slow swim at Texas, in my opinion. But. Yeah, I mean, I swam like a 129, horrible, just horrendous. Uh, my bike wasn't that great, but my run was awesome. 129, so, I'm guessing, is the time, not the pace. Yeah, that's the time. Yeah, an okay, hour 29. I was like, if we're gonna go down that route, 129 is not a slow. <laughs> no, no. I mean, for me, that'd be pretty fast. <laughs> so in France, um, I showed up about five days before the race just to get acclimated i mean it was nine hours ahead so trying to get used to switching your schedule around by half a day pretty much was was a pain mm -hmm. um but every day i was you know getting in the water or running or riding around a little bit and uh was wearing my wetsuit every time i go out and swim well the morning of the race they measured the water temp it was like 0.2 degrees over no wetsuit so I'm like, okay, well, let's let's see how this goes. But thankfully, the sea over there is super salty, so you're super buoyant. Yeah. Um, ended up swimming at 117. So to me, I was like, oh, cool, that's you know okay. perfect. I did I did better. I improved. Right. right. Um, and we were actually swimming through like groups of jellyfish out there. Maryland style. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, no, it was, it was where I, I, I didn't end up seeing any, but a bunch of guys out there were saying, yeah, there were a bunch of jellyfish like oh. below us. And, and they even said to watch out for him while we were out terrible. there. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> so, um, going into the bike, it felt solid. I was passing a bunch of people going uphill. I lost the chain going with the first hill, downshifting, Dang. jumped off real quick, threw Dang. it back on. Um, 
took off and just kept climbing as strong as I could. Uh, weather was, it was warm. It was like mid eighties, but over there it felt, felt a lot different than here. It just okay. felt like this. No, really. it just felt like this dry, just like oh. the sun was beating down on you. Um, so the ride, I mean, I felt great until about the end and I was trying to stay up on all my nutrition, drinking everything I could through the stations. And, uh, towards the end, I had like this really weird feeling in my lungs. Mm. Like if I took a deep breath in, I had this gag reflex. I was thinking, Oh, this isn't good going into the run. Mm. So I get off the bike, um, kind of take a little extra time through transition just to kind of prep myself and take off running, holding the 650 pace for about the first seven miles. And then it just hit me. My body was <clears throat> told me, "Nope, like you need to go into." The, I nice jumped try. into a jumped into a porta potty, nice had try, my Christian. finger down my throat, trying to throw up because I felt so sick. I uh, started cramping up, which I never do. See, like, when I throw up like that on an Ironman, that's that's like end game because I cramp right here. Oh, it's, yeah. When you do this, yeah. I, it literally it went for Worlds in St. George. Uh-huh. I mean, that ended me for like seven miles Damn. after because I had uh-huh. I did the same thing caused myself to throw up this lady had a cup of salt she's like here i'm like why do you have a cup of down salt? it <laughs> anyways keep going yeah so I, I couldn't throw up so i said all right I'm just, let's go like i just got to try to finish this thing i got 19 miles left so i jumped out and took off running and my pace went to da- down to like 8 30 to nine minute pace i started walking through all the aid stations just to try to get in whatever i could because my body just did not want anything uh. to do with it um and it, it was it was rough. I was watching people get carried off in stretchers on the run. Yes. The ambulance was constantly running up and down the street. There was a helicopter that came in to pick somebody up. So it is was it like an. Is this? Uh, I don't. I'm not as informed as Sean. Is this like a more notoriously difficult course than like a typical? That's course? one of the most difficult. It's, I think they said it was the, to the toughest. One of the tough. Yeah. In an the, the toughest or one of the toughest. So you were like in the zone feeling pretty good yeah and maybe didn't realize the impact on your body through yeah. the bike and then you hit the run thinking like this is like just like my last iron man and your body's basically reality checking yeah like, my no, body no, said no, no it's not be like riding from here to shaver plus like a thousand feet and back then running yeah, that's marathon. that's yeah okay. yeah that's uh that's yeah intense. so yeah i just i just <laughs> kept pushing and um, yeah i that was probably the most weird i've ever felt on a run just the way my mind was so something, was something was off and I got to a point where I was just moving and I kept thinking to myself, I'm either going to cross this finish line or I'm going to wake up on the ground because I feel like I'm going to black out. I just kept moving and kept moving. And finally I got right before the finish line and my hamstrings cramped up twice. I, I'm like, cool. The finish line's right there. I can see it. And I, my legs lock up. So I'm like, oh my gosh. So like, I'm, stand- I'm right here. Yeah. I'm standing there trying to stretch them out. And you know, there's like lines of people along the side of us cheering us on and everything. And Keep going. Like, You're right. I'm like, I'm cramping up no, over here. <laughs> nothing would be more frustrating too, like than right there. Yeah. Right I mean, it's like a hundred <laughs> yards away as you know, before you hit the mat and start running. Um, once I hit that mat though, it was just magical. There's some little kid. I remember he put his hand out to high five me and, ran over high five him and ran through and just yeah i i don't know if you guys ever feel this but when your body goes through that much struggle like especially with me i feel like all these emotions just build up and build up and then right when you cross like while you do it it's that release yeah, yeah. where like i was super emotional they, yeah. they took me over to a little <laughs> athlete village after you finished i remember laying down and 
I picked up my phone. I looked at all these messages from my family, and I, I put song. my shades on. I had tears just running yep, down the yeah. side of my face. Every yeah. single like, Ironman I've done, saying you get the phone, and there's just tons. Yeah. Of you don't even know half the people. Yeah. Like Mike from the bike shop. <laughs> yeah. like, how do you even know I'm doing that? It's like, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. yeah, it was such an incredible moment. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. But then from there, I, I left and met up with my fiance and laid down and uh she's like are you okay yeah i i I was laying there for about 30 minutes and she's like okay let's get up and go and every time i tried to sit up both my legs locked up i'm like oh this isn't good i don't know what to do probably probably not for a little bit yeah so we need to stay here a little bit longer did they have some good food afterwards or was it i honestly didn't even eat anything in the village i i think i grabbed a free beer and had two sips of it and just tossed the rest <laughs> and i was my, my stomach just athletic brewing company no it was actually real real beer <laughs> i didn't know they were allowed to have real beer there with, yeah. with athletic brewing company yeah i don't, I don't that's know funny. that's funny <laughs> i didn't I actually i think yeah they did have an athletic brewing uh booth in the iron man I'm village sure they did yeah that's funny. That stuff's good. It, I've had it. It is yeah. good. Yeah. They're a big sponsor of, uh, they're like one of the main sponsors of, of Iron Man. Yeah. All non-alcoholic beer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So cool. you, yeah, you went from, I mean, I guess you went from a very flat course in Woodlands. Yeah. One of the flattest probably to, I mean, you made it to the world on your first race and then maybe the world is a little bit of a reality check in terms of like some of these other courses in terms of how difficult they are. Yeah. Uh, I was prepping a lot on the bike before the race riding up the hills and Lundy and I were riding a bunch together putting in long 100 mile days yeah. going up four lanes you know toll house stuff like that yeah. so I you know I wasn't and I and with my bike I was riding one by 12 the whole time we were training so before the race I switched to two by 12 so I had that extra gearing which Smart. helped helped tremendously so mm-hmm. I felt like my power was great going up the hills for me personally um yeah and I like I said, I didn't really start to feel like I was kind of crumbling till the end of the bike. Uh, at the end of that bike ride, you were flying downhill, like hairpin turns. I've seen those videos. Flying. So you're on your brakes most of the time. And there more, more like crashes and stuff. I, I didn't see anybody That's crash. That's shocking. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was surprised because it was, I mean, it, it was sketchy. And I mean, you, you're, you end up flying through these towns in the middle of nowhere on the side of the mountains. And there's all these big road bumps that are like a foot and a half high that you're nailing, just, you know, jamming wow. trying to like grab your brakes before you hit them. Wow. Um, yeah, it was just so beautiful though. I mean, we ended up going up through the mountains and then you're along this cliff side going through these rock tunnels and there's like a 2000 foot drop right off the side and then you end up going through this green valley and back out and then down through all these towns hmm. that sounds awesome in- incredible so what did you so what would you say what would your takeaway finishing the worlds and like what's i don't know what's next like what are you working on next so my takeaway from it i mean like i said it was just such an incredible experience i was super blessed to be a part of it uh didn't t- go the way exactly you wanted but no, I mean, I, I really wanted between a 10 and 11 hour time. I finished at 1144 and I wanted to get that sub three. But after I finished, I realized that was, that was reaching. Like that was, <laughs> that, that was a huge goal. Um, but now the next event I have, I'm doing a couple of small events. I got um, the pincushion goat run mm-hmm. in, in about a week. Yeah. I'm going out to Moab 240 to pace a buddy of mine. In October. Like you're not doing the two foot. Okay. <laughs> Next year, I think I'm going to do it. Wait, is the pin cushion goat run? Is that the, the just, is just the down. one mile? Yeah, 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 yeah for yeah, four yeah. hours, as many times I, as you can I do. I do. I really like the uh, Sam Joaquin 
series. It's a yeah. fun, that's a fun race series. I agree. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Then after Moab, I've got a few weeks until. What's World... it in, what is it in Moab that you're pacing? Uh, the Moab 240. What's the, what 240 is... miles in the middle of flipping nowhere yeah. in the heat? It's just Moab. Like beyond psychotic. I would. It's just. Oh, it's incredible. Go My look buddy. It up and I won't look at the video. <laughs> yeah. what, are they, what are they doing? Wait, so 240 by yourself? Yeah. You have a crew. Yeah, and you, you have you can have it's, pacers. It's so he miler. does he does 240 None. miles over how many days? Uh, it'll take him about 90 ish hours. <laughs> So he, my bu- my buddy Elliot, he did the triple crown of two hundreds last year uh, through destination trail races. So you have Tahoe two hundred, you have the Bigfoot, I believe Bigfoot's two thirty somewhere around there, and then Moab two forty. He did all three of them last year. So I paced him in Tahoe, paced him in Moab. Um, Moab it was beautiful. I was I was out there with him for about seventy seven miles or so. Oh, that's it. Uh, yeah, it's a, not very okay. far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's you, you leave the desert floor and go up in the mountains. I mean, it's it's cold. It's freezing cold up there. Um, I've been to Moab a lot. Moab's a pretty place, but yeah, it can yeah. get very cold. Yeah, very windy too, depending where you are. Yeah, we, we had a little bit of wind, yeah. but nothing too crazy. Hmm. Wow. And then what? So Moab, and then and then I have World's Toughest Mudder in, uh, in Dallas in November. So my goal this year is 105 miles. I want, to, oh. I want to break the 100. It's in Dallas, you said? Yeah. It's at a, I think it's called Broken what, Skull Ranch or something, something like that. Skull Ranch. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to look it up again. And you like take a break at all or? Yeah. Yeah. I'll have a little break after that <laughs> for probably two months. How does it work? I mean, with your coach, like, I mean, are you basically just saying like with the next event? I mean, these sound like, I don't know, a couple months apart yeah. each or what? Like you just, I mean, the mountain one, that's one mile up a mountain. I th- I'm sure you're fine for yeah. that. Uh, but like, um, I don't know when these are very, they're very different. Like you uh-huh. don't, some people seem to like, they, are, in a they niche. are, but like, they're not. I mean, like, Martin's a great example. He, I can, I coach him easily right into the hundred K it's yeah. mm-hmm. all this tr- cross training translates. You and just you just add a couple you just, things. You just let your coach know the next event and it's yeah. like, okay, here's what the training looks like for the next couple months kind of video. Yeah. yeah. So we were on a phone call yesterday and I mean, she's like I said, she's been coaching me for two years. So she's yeah. been used to how I am. I'm always jumping around. So I, I basically told her, I said, look, I want to focus strictly on running, um, get back into CrossFit style workouts and, uh, maybe do some long, a couple of long bike rides and maybe swim once a week. Cause usually she'll have me still swim two or three days a week, bike three days Active a week. Recovery. Yeah, yeah. But I said, you know, I really want to just focus on my running for the next six weeks. Yeah. Um, putting it, just putting in some high mileage. Hmm. So cool. she said, all right, cool. I'll upload it to training peaks. So. Awesome. What was the biggest struggle leading up to, and it, and it can be anything. It doesn't even have to be the build for this, the qualifying mm-hmm. in Texas, whatever it was. What was, well, you know, one or two of the biggest struggles, challenges, downtimes, I don't know, injuries. Did, did you have any? What were, anything? Uh, just leading up to the Ironman? Anything. In the last, I don't know, five, six years? So thankfully, <laughs> knock on wood, I haven't had any injuries. Uh, you know, just just some small stuff here and there, but nothing major. Um, Take advantage of that. Enjoy it while it Exactly. I got really Do your mobility. Yeah. Do your mobility. Ice baths. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, didn't, I'm more consistent now. (laughs) Yeah. Then I, I don't, don't rely on your youth for, you know, you'll, it'll, it'll kind of bite you. Yeah. At some point. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, Struggles. Gosh. I, I don't know. It's hard to say. I haven't had anything too major. I mean, yeah, yeah. You hit those moments, um, like through my Ironman blocks, 
I, you know, I had a couple moments where I had to reach out to my coach and say, hey, like, I'm super depressed and low right now. I'm hitting the, the, this, this middle okay. point where I'm training so much, work so busy that I just, I'm not happy. Like, every day I wake up, I'm like, oh, this is a full-time, like, training is a full-time job now. Plus, with my other work, it's just... When does it stop? Yeah. So, I, I always hit a point like that, I think, in the middle of a big training block, just where you're kind of overtrained. You might not be eating enough, you know, something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, throughout the years, I, I'd say that's kind of the only thing I've gone through. You know, I've actually, I'll take it back all the way to the, to the beginning. The reason why I started Tough Mudder, um, well, before I did my first event in Tahoe, one of my best friends passed away and we, we had talked about doing a Tough Mudder together. Uh, he passes away. And then, uh, shortly after that, a cousin of mine reached out to me and said, Hey, we're going to do this tough mutter event in tahoe you want to go and i said yeah of course like i was you know my, my buddy that just passed him and i were talking about doing one so yeah let's let's do this and then from there here we are 10 years later um, Got yeah Got hooked, <laughs> hooked through all these events yeah Jeez. yeah i um i don't know I'm like hurting just listening to some I of the events too. that I you do. I'm, I'm like, okay. I need to figure out a way back in. Yeah. I, there. I don't know. I, I like the, I think for me at this point, the, the, I'm like you, I think in that, well, in the sense that you prefer the run, like mm -hmm. something about the run for me is, is, uh, I don't know. I've just, I feel like I've got a score to settle yeah. with <laughs> the run. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, if I can, if I can reach my, my goals on that, then, uh, you know, Sean might suck me back into <laughs> triathlon. My, my, uh, my complaint is, I think I caught the same from you. I hate, I hate the swim. Mm. I really do. It's like, as soon as I hit the water, I'm just like, when do I get out? Yeah. Like, and how, you know, I, I don't even, the times aren't even really much of a consideration to me. I just consider it a win if I get in and get out. Like, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> just like, you know. And so let that speak to my ability to tolerate all the other things that you, <laughs> the mud and, you know, all the other pain that you put yourself through on these hundred mile runs. But what, what, um, I, I'm, I guess for me, like, I, I'm trying to figure you out. Like, is it, is it just, is it like, are you kind of finding the next big thing that you think, I mean, some of them are repeat events, yeah. obviously, which yeah. you're okay, but it almost seems like there's a part of you that's seeking out events that are you trying to just push the pain a little bit or like push the envelope of Not like, enough, yeah. like, like, yeah. yeah, like I can, okay, I, I can do this one, I think. And then you just kind of go for it. Is that sort of, I mean, yeah. where you're, is that about right? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, I mean, <laughs> what, what I've learned over the years is there's a capacity, I'd call it the mental capacity that you can stretch farther than you think you can. When I did my first world's toughest mutter, like I was saying earlier, I did 50 miles and I thought that was my limit. Like, wow, 50 miles. Like I can't do any more than this. Fast forward to 2021. I do a hundred and I say, what's next. And yeah. now this year I'm in it. Last year I tried to break that. I fell short by five miles. Um, this year I want, I want to break that. And I know mentally I've been there. I've been in that pain cave. I've been at that distance. I've experienced brutal weather, brutal conditions, brutal obstacles, brutal time on course, just like some, some deep, deep stuff. So I know mentally I can get there and push a little more. And the further you start to push and push and push, the more your body can handle and the more you can handle mentally. Because with any hundred miler or even longer distances, half of that's physical, the other half's mental. 
So it's just how far you can take yourself. Okay. Like on Ironman Worlds, the, the run, I knew halfway through that, like I said, I was either going to hit the pavement and black out or finish it. And I knew, <laughs> I knew mentally I could push myself through it. Did I really feel like my body was going to make it? No, but I knew mentally I could do it because I've been there before. Sure. I, I knew I could cross that finish line. No, so I think I've always been searching for that, just that little extra, little extra edge, a little further distance. Um, like Jake was talking about earlier, the, the drift 101. So that, that's, that's a whole nother like type of endurance event. My buddy does some of these winter sled pulls and he said, Hey, you should go do this. So about four months before this event or five, maybe I think it was five months. I sign up, I yeah. buy Did you say to the coach, Hey, I have an idea. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's probably what? like, she's probably like, what the freak are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I register for it. It's in uh, this mountain range in Wyoming in the middle of nowhere, oh my God. 101 miles, 10,000 feet of elevation gain. Starting temp was about negative 18 degrees. I'd never been in that cold of weather in my life. So prepping for this event, I bought all this stupid expensive winter gear. I bought uh, a sled. I built my, what they call a ski polk, built everything myself, flew out with this big old sled through the airport you know i'd walk in with the sled and with my bag on it and people were looking at me like what, what, like what are you doing what is that so i get out there and i went by myself i didn't take anybody with me i show up and uh i got out of the car to get all my stuff out before right before the race started i got back in because it was so cold and i was like i need to warm up a little bit before we start like this is ridiculous so we, we take off and that and was wearing the gear yeah like when you got out and yeah. it was still like this is ridiculous yeah but once we took off i, I warmed up but that event was unfreaking real I, I remember that first night i was up at the the peak uh that first big mountain i think it was a little over ten thousand feet um and i was out there by myself i'm just staring at the snow it's snowing sideways all of a sudden the snowmobile comes up to the left side of me and one of the volunteers they had, had a bunch of guys on snowmobiles running around He's like, hey, you okay? And I, I said, yeah, just I'm good. He's like, all right, later. I didn't see anybody after that for probably six or seven hours. And you're just following markers. Um, we had we all had trackers with us. And uh, halfway through the race, my tracker died. And you have no phone signal out there or nothing. So my family back home was literally calling the race director. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So my, my fiance and my friends are literally calling He's the dead. race director saying, where's Christian? Like, it shows he's way back here, and it's been, like, 24 hours. Where, where is he? <laughs> so they, they knew where I was because they had, like I said, guys running around. How on. many people did this? So there were, I think, 50. But that that year I did it, um, so many people dropped out because the snow conditions were so bad. Uh, like, some of the elite, like, people that do this type of stuff dropped out in the beginning. Um and I think only like 14 of us finished. So they had a 48 hour time cut off. Um, and how far was it? 101 miles. 101 miles. So I ended up. Did you sleep? No, I didn't sleep at all the whole time. For two days. So for over 60 hours. Oh my God. So from the time I woke up to the time, I actually, I went over time. So I ended up with a group of guys at the end everyone's hallucinating everyone's tripping out we're all like i'm looking down at the ground i've i thought i was walking through waves in the like in the water um i i ended up there was one point the last day in the morning it was like 2 or 3 a.m i was with a guy starts snowing on us i said hey like and he's hallucinating like crazy 
So I said, pull out your your your, your sleeping bag and your. Uh, we had these little like individual tents. Yeah. So we jump in them. Um, I couldn't sleep at all, and <laughs> I, I set my alarm for like an hour or so. So I'm laying in there. I get out. It snowed about four inches on top of us. So I get him up. And I said, hey, like, let's let's go. We need to finish this thing. We're like ten miles out. Um, he ends up kind of staying back, and I said, hey, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go finish this thing. I know we're over time, but I'm right here. So a snowmobile comes by, and the volunteer uh, asked him. I said, "Hey, I know I'm over time. Like, do you guys need to take me back? Am I DQ'd? What's the case?" He said, "No. The race director said you guys are good. As long as you finish today, you'll get your your hundred mile buckle. You're good to go." He said, "So many people dropped out that we're gonna extend the time because not like nobody's <laughs> finished." So I ended up finishing i think in 54 hours and i remember walking into this little cottage and there's all these people sitting in there someone like buys me a drink and i order some steak and i'm sitting there having a full-on conversation with people like after i'd been awake for 60 hours i'm just sitting there like talking with everybody one of 14 it it was somewhere in the teens (laughs) so but they do so they do on foot and on ski and on bike on fat tire bike but people on fat tire bikes were struggling because, like I said, the snow conditions were so rough, and you're going up these steep mountains. So a lot of guys were off walking, their bike, walking the bike. Like, so. oh, that's gotta suck. So I'll uh, pass on, I'll pass on that. So one. Uh, you got, you got to do it. Throwing, throwing up. Uh, wh- which would you choose? So throw, throwing up, legs broken in France, uh, with you know 20 miles to go, or I guess 15 or so miles to go, whatever, or the middle of uh, Wyoming hallucinating and you got 10 miles left well, that first one's a heck of a lot easier <laughs> i'll yeah, tell you that and the iron man not seems so bad anymore i mean you you All can right. definitely sleep out there but i i mean i laid down a few times and tried to close my eyes and sleep but you you start to freeze right away i mean no matter how much gear you have on like you're triple layered just with everything you got gloves that are rated to negative 60 or whatever and yeah i just i, I couldn't sleep it was, it was weird. It, I, I, I don't even, I, yeah, you're, know. you're programmed different. <laughs> I, I feel like not even just mentally, I'm now. trying to think of myself preparing <laughs> yep. like with all the gear and something, for, you know, something like that. I, uh, I don't see myself doing a very good job in that kind of environment. That's, that's impressive. So I've where's got, the belt buckle? You hang that one up? Yeah, I got it on my wall. <laughs> yeah. Wait, no injuries. We, we, did the friend that told you about it do it with you? <clears throat> no. So he had done. He's done a couple of them. He was actually registered to do the ITI 350 last year. The I, I did a rod 350 on foot in Alaska, and uh, actually that was this year. Sorry. Um, we we did a race over New Year's coming into this year into scobia another sled pool race it was 160 miles we it was pretty much flat but him and i we did that one together we we tapped out halfway through there was a turnaround point he had a bunch of foot issues and i i wore the wrong shoes for that race so you only made it 80 miles yeah that was the first race that i've ever dnf'd um but he was doing that in prep for the iti and then after that he said i can't do it my he was just kind of babying an injury Hmm. I mean, at that distance, yeah, I, you, injuries are exacerbated a yeah. lot when oh, you're yeah. doing anything at that level. Yeah. You're lucky you have not had any injuries. I've I'm, been, gl- I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Go a little extra, he says. I think your little extra is a lot extra to me, <laughs> but I'm impressed. That's but a good example of uh, 
pushing the mental capacity, as you said. Yeah. I think that goes to show that that's what you're in for and that's what you want to do and it makes yeah. you happy and that's what you're driven to do. And um, obviously you have a purpose in doing that and that's, I mean, that's the sole reason behind it is like, this is what I do and I find enjoyment and yeah. I'm passionate about it and that's all, I mean, quite frankly, that's all you need. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a huge passion of mine for the past 10 years and clearly I've, uh, you know, when I was younger, people used to tell me that, you know, oh, that's stupid. Why are you doing that? Like, why are you wasting your time doing that? Or why are you taking off work for the weekend to go and do that? And well, you know, in the beginning it was all fun to me and then it became life. It's to me, it's my life. Because I want to. Yeah. yeah because, it's because it's built me into the, the person I am today. Yeah. And I've told people before too, it's like in, in business, right? I know in business today, if I had never done all these things, I could probably be in a higher spot in business, right? But I wouldn't be who I am today if I had never done maybe, all these Maybe, maybe not. I mean, I don't know. You hit a hard deal, you hit a snag, and yeah. maybe 100 miles to the snow makes you realize <laughs> this isn't that hard after all, and I can figure it out. Yeah. You know, I don't know. There's, yeah. there's resilience that's needed in business, too. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So I'm sure it'll pay dividends for you if it hasn't already. I'm serious. I mean, I, yeah. I yeah. agree. You know, completely. I mean, yeah. that's the whole point. We've, uh, we're trying to do some things ourselves right now that are, I mean, it's taken 17 months, 18 months just to yeah. get certain licenses in order because it requires the state of California requires so many I's dotted and T's crossed yeah. before you can even apply for the license and what we do. And it, I mean, it, uh, it is an endurance race in its yeah. own way, you know? And so, I mean, I, while it, while it may have held you back, I can see what you're saying where like, you know, certain opportunities or maybe the time you put in, mm -hmm. you know, into work, maybe it puts you back in that way for now, but long-term in terms of your, you know, your grit and your willingness to work and, you know, stick things out and, yeah. you know, probably problem solve. And I'm sure it'll, I'm sure it'll put you up for success. I agree. I'm, I'm confident yeah. if it's not already I doing totally that. Agree. I totally agree. I mean, yeah, I, I'd rather have, that. I'd rather have the, the memories, you know, throughout life doing these, Absolutely. these things, you know, these physical endeavors. And I mean, I know if it's me choosing my team in business and I've got a guy that's done, I don't know, a hundred mile Klondike like you and <laughs> or, or someone that's willing to sit there and have a drink with me and schmooze. If, if it's an informed business guy, I, it's an easy decision. <laughs> yeah. So anyway there you go yeah wow well that's these are some new stories i uh, i i'm glad push, push I, I'm, the uh, envelope yeah yeah push <laughs> push the, more than i thought was push push the envelopes yeah that's the, i think that's uh, yeah that's no, that's you, right you can push so far it's well, we'll, now now when i'm running in the two cities and it's it's funny this is this is what i am a this is what i'm saying about the this is what i'm saying about the comparing and i do i'll wake up sometimes and i'm like and i've lived in colorado i've you know i've, I've i mean i've been in cold places utah but i still wake up sometimes those fresno mornings and it's like you know 40 or high 30s and i'm yeah. like oh it's cold and i mean I'm, cold is cold and it's then, and then i'm just like yeah okay now you know and, and now I'm gonna have to picture. I'm gonna have to picture snow around my legs when I hit mile 20. Oh, and now that I've talked to you, I'll have to picture. Yeah. You know, okay. Yeah. If he if he can if he can make it through, I, I'm sure I can I can uh, buckle down and get it done. It's 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 good to hear these stories. I need I know I need it for me too. Yeah. Not be like Sean said. Not be such a wuss. No, no. It's, <laughs> you just gotta you just gotta di dive deep in your mind when you're you know in that hard spot. Dig deep. And just yeah. All Dig alone. deep. That, yeah. <laughs> All alone. Yeah, for exactly. Sure. Well, thanks well, for the we'll, stories, man. We'll try to join you on some bike rides in yeah. the future once we're up and running. I yeah, know, if for I can sure. Keep up. I'm getting there. Nah, <laughs> you, you can keep up. Well, thanks for the time today. Cool. Yeah, thanks, thank you guys. Yeah, appreciate it. Absolutely.